From CPRI and the CPRI Knowledge Hub, this is Research Minutes, a weekly look at new and important research in education. Today we examine the Great Recession and its cascading impacts on school spending and student achievement across the U.S. And what we found, which hasn't really been documented before, is that when you compare these counties that had big employment losses to counties that had no or very small employment losses, there was a pretty big difference in per pupil spending, about $600 per pupil per year for the first two years of the Great Recession. We welcome Penn State University's Kenneth Shores and George Mason University's Matthew Steinberg, co-authors of a new study examining how and where the recession impacted students most. The adverse effects on student achievement were concentrated in the most economically disadvantaged districts and in those districts serving the most African-American students. Shores and Steinberg joined CPRI Knowledge Hub Managing Editor Keith Hummiller to discuss their findings and some important lessons learned from one of the most challenging periods in American history. And so for kids who are going through the Great Recession, their experience in school during this period, that is going to be a persistent feature of their lives as they progress through high school, through college, and into adulthood. That's right now on Research Minutes. Hi, and welcome to Research Minutes. I'm Keith Umeller, Managing Editor of the CPRI Knowledge Hub. Today, I'm happy to be speaking with Kenneth Shores, Assistant Professor with the Penn State College of Health and Human Development. Welcome, Ken. Thank you very much for having me. Happy to be here. And also with Matthew Steinberg, Associate Professor with the George Mason University College of Education and Human Development and Co-Director of George Mason's Center for Education Policy. Thanks for joining us, Matthew. Key, thanks for having me. So today we're discussing your study, which has just been published in AERA Open, titled Schooling During the Great Recession, Patterns of School Spending and Student Achievement Using Population Data. It offers an incredibly detailed answer to what seems on the outside to be a relatively simple question. Did students studying during the Great Recession suffer academically as a result? But I'd like to start, if we could, with a little context. Uh, Ken, could you bring us back to that time period beginning in late 2007 when it seemed like the world fell apart? What conditions might have contributed to negative impacts on student achievement? And what was it that drew you both to this line of research? So going back to 2007 is interesting for me because I was not yet even a graduate student. The Great Recession obviously had big impacts on the U.S. as a whole. Uh, Unemployment rate skyrocketed. Wealth uh, was eliminated in many contexts. And of course, this also had a big profound effect on education. So Bill Evans and colleagues have a study that was published in Education, Finance, and Policy recently, where they documented pretty nicely that the recession had these profound effects on education. Uh, Hundreds of thousands of teachers were laid off during this period. Uh, Though the recession began in late 2007, we didn't really even begin to observe a recovery in educational spending until about 2013. So it was a, a big, profound effect on education Uh, as well as neighborhoods and families, and it persisted well beyond the actual length of the official termination date of the Great Recession. Matthew and I were talking about a project and felt like this had not really been studied. And so we know from prior literature about the effects of school spending on educational outcomes, 
But we hadn't really seen much evidence about what would happen when you took money away from students. So the Great Recession gave us a nice natural experiment to to study what this negative change in spending would, would do to kids. So tangentially, the other kind of thing that drew us to this project was I had been working with Sean Reardon at Stanford University uh, on this Stanford Education Data Archive. Uh, and that data is what we used to, to get achievement level data for nearly all counties in the United States. So it was a kind of combination of our mutual research interests coupled with this uh, availability of this unique data set. So, Matthew, as we all know, communities and school districts across the U.S. felt the effects of the recession with varying levels of severity. And you actually accounted for that in this study. Could you give us a general overview of your approach and the scope of this research? Absolutely. We first measure the severity of the recession at the county level across a sample of about 90 percent of all counties in the United States. And the severity of the recession is measured by changes in employment in the post-recession period compared to the pre-recession period. So that gives us our measure of recession intensity. So those counties that had greater job loss following the onset of the Great Recession would be counties that experienced greater recessionary intensity. And what we find is that those school districts located in counties with the greatest recessionary intensity, on average, experienced the greatest declines in school spending. We calculate that decline in school spending to be approximately $600 per pupil per year for the two years following the onset of the Great Recession. And with those changes in school spending, differential changes in school spending across districts located in counties differentially impacted by employment loss in the wake of the Great Recession, we then link those changes in school spending at the district level to changes in student achievement at the district level using the Stanford Education Data Archive, which provides district-level achievement data for students in grades three through eight nationwide. So you approached this work attempting to answer three overarching questions. First, did the recession impact school spending? Second, if it did, were those impacts associated with declines in student achievement? And finally, were any declines in student achievement concentrated in districts that served higher proportions of low-income and minority students? We'll start with the first question, which Matthew just responded to a little bit. What did you learn about the recession's impact on school spending? Yeah, so that's um, it's an essential first question for us because we're really trying to link the declines in achievement to these changes in school quality that arose during this recessionary period. And so what we do, as Matthew was saying, is we look at these counties that have big employment losses and we compare them to other counties that had small employment losses and sometimes they had no employment losses. Uh, and we look to see how per pupil spending unfurled during this period, both before the Great Recession and afterwards. And what we found, which hasn't really been documented before, is that when you compare these counties that had big employment losses to counties that had no or very small employment losses, there was a pretty big difference in per pupil spending about $600 per pupil per year for the first two years of the Great Recession. Then, and this is the part that I think has not been really understood, after the Great Recession came to an official end, which is according to NBER definitions, school spending continued to decline in the United States, but the decline in school spending was the same 
regardless of what your initial employment loss looked like. So when we divide our sample into the first quartile of recession intensity, which are places that basically did not have a recession, uh, what we see for them is that for the first two years during the, during the recessionary period, their spending actually just continued. It didn't go away at all. It was as if they never had a recession. But then two years later, they start to observe these spending declines. Whereas in this quartile four group, which is the group that had the biggest employment losses, the first two years of the recession for them were pretty devastating. They lost $600 per year. And then after the first two years, they still continued to lose money. And so what we're really trying to isolate is what that effect was from those first two years of the Great Recession, those two years in which over $1,000 in per pupil spending was lost cumulatively, and compared students who were in those two years and lost $1,000 to students who in those two years did not lose any money. The other piece uh, in the paper that uh, you have to look pretty closely because it's in the appendix is we can look to see what types of educational expenditures were really cut during this period. And what we see is that what schools are doing in these places that had big employment losses is they are cutting capital spending. What this means is that they're basically no longer using funds to start construction projects. So that's another kind of a interesting aspect of the paper is uh, it's not really known whether or not investments in construction are really important for student educational outcomes. And we think that there is some reason to believe that there is a relationship there. We also looked at what spending was doing in the run-up to the Great Recession. So some people might think that in our comparison group, we're looking at places that were already losing money maybe before the recession began. And we don't see that either. We see uh, when we look at these high intensity places and compare them to low intensity places, even in the run up to the recession, they were increasing spending by approximately the same amounts. So it really is uh, this kind of two year window where you get a contrast in what the relative educational divestments look like between counties. So clearly some definite impacts from the recession on school spending. Matthew, were those spending changes associated with declines in student achievement? Absolutely. And again, we're, here we're linking the changes in school spending to changes in student achievement. And what we find is that for those students located in counties most adversely affected by employment loss in the wake of the Great Recession, compared to students located in counties least adversely affected by employment loss in the wake of the Great Recession, their achievement declined by 0.1 standard deviations, which is equivalent to approximately 25% of the expected annual gain in achievement for students in grades three through eight. So this means that students located in those counties with the greatest employment loss and subsequently the greatest declines in school spending lost significant achievement in that period. So... We have these cohorts of students who are kind of going through school during this recessionary period. So we have third graders that are in school, fourth graders in school, fifth graders, sixth graders, seventh graders. We have kids who are basically varying in the age at which they're experiencing these, these declines in spending. And what we see is that older kids are, or rather kids who are older in this recessionary period had lower achievement than kids who are younger and going through this same recessionary period. 
this result was a little surprising to us. And so one of the things that we, we do in this paper, I think, is try to kind of nicely articulate why we might be observing these differential declines in achievement between older and younger kids who are, we think, kind of going through the same educational shock. Like They were experiencing the same fiscal decline, we think, but having very different kinds of responses to this. And so in trying to explain why we think there is this heterogeneity, we also have to admit that the kind of causal warrant of the result has some open-endedness. Uh, what I mean by that is we can't definitively attribute the declines in achievement that we're observing to their experiences in schools because there are a couple things that we aren't able to observe in the data. And in particular, we might be able to talk about this a little later, but we're not able to observe whether uh, if you take money away from a young kid versus taking the same amount of money away from an older kid, whether they're going to have a different response to that. And likewise, we're kind of assuming, if you want to believe our model, that when you have a young kid and their parents suffer from the recession, maybe they, they lose their job, or you have an old kid and they suffer from the recession because maybe their parents lose their job, they're going to respond to that in the same way. And if they're not responding to that in the same way, then our estimates are confounded by that different response. And so we try to talk about this in the paper a little bit to provide some understanding of what we think is going on, but it remains a little bit of an open question. You know, one of the things that we hypothesize in the paper based on where we find that, for example, seventh and eighth graders suffer larger achievement losses than third or fourth graders, even in the same districts in the same counties during this period, is that there may be some reallocation of resources within schools, within districts. For example, districts may reallocate teacher resources from seventh, eighth grade to younger grades as sort of a protective response in the wake of fiscal decline and school resource loss. Now, we can't identify this as Ken described in the data, but it suggests a real fruitful avenue for future research to really understand not just how changes in school resources and school spending may differ across districts in the wake of recessionary events or other shocks to communities that lead to declines in or changes in school spending, but how those changes may be distributed in non-uniform ways across schools, across grades, or even within schools across grades. As new data on, for example, school-level spending becomes available, you know, we, we think it's also important to consider and to try to sort of build data around questions about the reallocation of resources even within schools to help understand if there are school resource shocks at the district level, how are those resource shocks distributed across schools and across grades within the same school district? Yeah, I was surprised and then, and then maybe I shouldn't have been surprised. So if you go to the Common Core of Data, which is where we get a lot of our national data on class sizes and school spending, if you wanted to get something like, what is the average class size in third grade in a school district? relative to the average class size of seventh grade in the school district, uh, you can't get that data from, from national data sources. 
this is why we say we, we don't know whether there is a kind of a differential allocation happening in response to these fiscal stresses. And so it speaks to the importance of, of getting high quality data that's more granular than what is currently available. So Kent, one of the more interesting findings in your paper is that you identified demographic commonalities among the districts that saw declines in funding and student achievement. Uh, could you speak to those a little bit? Yeah, so we were interested in whether the effects of the recession varied among districts based on characteristics of the district. We can do this because we have this really rich data source. We have thousands of counties for years 2009 to 2015. We have it for grades three through eight. Uh, we have it in math and English language arts. Not super longitudinal, but it has a number of years, multiple grades, and it has this really expansive geographic coverage. And so what we do is we basically are subsetting the data and we are looking at counties that have similar economic shocks. So these are counties that had the same magnitude of, of employment losses, but we divide them into counties that have low proportions of students qualifying for free lunch and high proportions of students qualifying for free lunch or uh, counties that have low proportions of black and Hispanic students and counties that have high proportions of black and Hispanic students. And so trying to compare places that had small recessions, but had variable demographic compositions against places that had big recessions and had variable demographic compositions. And what we find is that those districts located within counties that have higher concentrations of students qualifying for free lunch and higher concentrations of uh, African-American students, for them, experiencing the same school spend decline corresponded to a, a much larger decline in academic achievement, more than twice as large as the effect uh, that we picked up for the full population. So the results that Ken is describing indicates that even among those counties that experienced the greatest employment loss and those districts located in those counties that experienced the greatest declines in school spending, the adverse effects on student achievement were not uniformly distributed. That in fact, the adverse effects on student achievement were concentrated in the most economically disadvantaged districts where approximately 72% of students on average receive free or reduced price lunch, and in those districts serving the most African-American students were approximately 39% of students on average in those districts were African-American. So not only did the onset of the Great Recession and the subsequent spending declines in those counties most adversely affected by recession intensity, employment loss, did student achievement decline on average, but in fact, the results suggest that there was this widening of inequality across districts serving students with very different background characteristics. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of nice because we're not really looking at the achievement gap or, or the opportunity gap per se. What we're looking at is differences between districts. So it's really like a, a widening of a district achievement inequality as opposed to subgroups specifically. So the, the differences between dist, uh, districts are growing during this period. So what do you guys think are the implications here? Some analysts and pundits have been discussing the possibility 
of another recession headed our way, which I'm sure we all hope doesn't come to pass. But Matthew, uh, what can our policymakers, school leaders, and other stakeholders take away from your work and what you've learned about the educational impacts of the Great Recession? It's a great question, Keith. So the Great Recession, the effects of the onset of the Great Recession through local employment loss, through school spending declines, varied significantly across U.S. counties, right? But the federal response in the form of the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of 2009, which allocated billions of dollars to help protect districts and schools from the adverse fiscal shock following the Great Recession, ignored this variation, right? So basically, our findings suggest that greater fiscal support from a federal response, especially in the wake of a a future recession, which looks nearer in time than we might have expected otherwise, should be targeted to schools that not only serve the most vulnerable student populations in terms of students' poverty and historically disenfranchised characteristics, but also that are located in communities that are most vulnerable to the adverse consequences of an economic recession. So by that, we mean in 2009, under the Obama administration, there was this hugely ambitious effort to help protect schools and communities from the decline in resources that followed with the onset of the Great Recession. But that money was not targeted in ways that it was distributed to those districts and those counties most vulnerable and who suffered the largest employment and school spending shocks in the wake of the Great Recession. So going forward, we really urge policymakers at both state and federal levels to think hard about and especially look at the empirical evidence that we show in this paper, those counties that are most vulnerable to employment loss, most vulnerable to school spending declines, and target resources to help protect those districts in the wake of future recessionary events. I would just like to double down on that point because there's quite a bit of research coming elsewhere that uh, these recessionary events have a lot of geographic variability. And on top of that, people are less likely to uproot themselves when there is a local economic shock. So uh, Danny Egan, who's uh, an economist at Berkeley, has looked at this. And in places that had big recessions, there would be job loss. And you would expect people to kind of like move to regions where there was no job loss because there there's more economic opportunity. But there's much less movement than you would think if mobility was very smooth. And so if the next recession is very heterogeneous and federal fiscal policy remains oblivious to this heterogeneity, then we're likely to kind of replicate the same phenomenon that we just observed. The other kind of small point that I just would like to add is we also have from prior literature an understanding that one's educational achievement can have long-term consequences for a person. So Raj Chetty has work looking at these Tennessee small class size experiments. And so kids who were in kindergarten and got a benefit from this uh, experiment where they got uh, smaller class sizes, he uses IRS tax data to see how those kids are doing in the labor market when they're 35 years old. And what he shows is that these changes in achievement that occurred during kindergarten have profound effects on their their labor market outcomes as adults. And so for kids who are going through the Great Recession, 
their experience in school during this period to the extent that it hurt them academically, that is going to be a persistent feature of their lives as they progress through high school, through college, and into adulthood. And so policy has to be both mindful of the contemporaneous effect of the Great Recession, but also providing insurance or compensation to students who were experiencing these these losses during their, their school age years. My last question for you both is, do you believe there are opportunities here for future research, either either for you or for others who might be working in this area? So Matthew uh, discussed earlier one, I think, interesting avenue of research, which is whether or not fiscal stress causes districts to differentially prioritize preserving jobs for younger kids relative to older kids. And what I mean by that is they're less likely to terminate teachers when they are having budget cuts for younger grades, earlier grades relative to older grades. So I think this question is going to be hard to answer at the national level because, as I said, uh, we don't really have these data from the Common Core, but many states have much more rich administrative data systems that would allow an answer to this kind of question. And then related to the point that I just made, we don't really know yet what the long-term effects are for these kids. And so trying to understand whether or not kids who were in school during this period and might have had losses in achievement as a result of this, or even less exposure to school guidance counselors. You can imagine lots of things happening to them. It would be nice to know what's happening to them as they're now about to be entering college or or exiting from college. We don't really have any evidence about that. Matthew, did you have anything to add there? We think about this as a real shock to student achievement that is likely, certainly affects the the level of school schooling attainment for students in the short term. And the question, of course, is does that level difference have longer term consequences for students' educational attainment and labor market outcomes? Well, uh, Ken and Matthew, this really is remarkable work. And I would encourage our listeners to read the full article. It's titled Schooling During the Great Recession, Patterns of School Spending and Student Achievement Using Population Data now published in AERA Open. Kenneth Shores and Matthew Steinberg, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Keith. Thanks for listening to this week's Research Minutes, presented by the CPRI Knowledge Hub. For more episodes of this podcast, or to subscribe to this series, visit us at researchminutes.org. To share thoughts on today's episode, or to suggest future topics, follow us on Twitter, at C-Pre-Hub. That's C-P-R-E-Hub. That's C P R E Hub.